Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome along to the short ball, October 17, the time and date here in New Zealand. Not really the time, just the date. Mills is back on deck after uh, escaping in Vicargill. How good is that? Producer Tina on the controls. Exciting show today. We're going to cover off all the Mitre 10 Cup semi-final action for the week. The Farah Palmer Cup final also taking place this weekend. So New Zealand's domestic rugby season heading to a conclusion. Also, a 51-member All-Black team named uh, for the for the Northern Tour, uh, and much more besides. But on the line straight away today, what a great pleasure to welcome freshly minted All-Black, part of the 32-man team to Tour of the North, Dalton Papali'i out of Auckland. Good morning to you, Dalton. Yeah, good day, mate. Now, uh, this has come as a, a bit of a shock to you, I understand, mate. Before we get into Auckland and the Mitre 10 Cup, uh, congratulations, first of all. A great moment for you and your family, and I understand there were some tears all round in the Papali'i household. Oh, yeah, there was, you know. Uh, like I, To be honest, like I said before, I had no idea that uh, this was going to happen, so uh, mum was pretty shocked. She was crying, and dad was just speechless, yeah. <laughs> What about for you now? It's been a couple of days. Has it uh, sunk in Monday's news? And, and now what will be expected of you in terms of taking your game to the next level? Yeah, uh, I've got to admit it hasn't probably sunk in yet. Probably when uh, when we're getting ready and I'm uh, <laughs> at, the, at the airport, then it's going to sink in pretty fast. But um, yeah, it's going to. Uh, I think it's going to help with my development in rugby, to be honest, learning off those sort of guys, you know. Uh, you could say the best in the world, so uh, learning off them should be uh, pretty bloody good. Yeah, I tell you, you will you will learn a fair bit, Dalton. But I tell oh, you, yeah. when it's going to sink in is when you walk into those doors and there's going to be one outfitting for you, and that's <laughs> yeah. when you're going to go back to your room and put everything on yeah. on your on your bed. You'll probably close the door a little bit and you'll jump up and down. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll probably look like a rookie with uh, with a, my roommate because since I'm not an uncapped player there, I don't know who my roommate's going to be, but he's probably going to look at me as a bit of a rookie. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, for a word of advice, when they ask you what sort of shoes you want, don't be humble. Do not don't be humble. <laughs> Mate, if they're asking you one, two, three pairs of shoes, take them, man. I tell you that right now. Take them. Do not hold back because they are they are pretty good stuff. You're going to need them on tour. But um, anyway, I was hey, gonna, no, I, Hang on. Of all the advice <laughs> you could be given a guy who's just been sleeping in the office, you played 100 tests and you're telling him to take all the shoes. Yeah, because that's yeah, all you got. Good. No, because what happens is you rock in there and you're like, oh, and then, you know, they sort of fit things out and they put some shoes on you and you're like, oh, man. Those really look good, but then those are, those are ones there look way better as well. 
And then like, when you walk out and go to your room, and then you unpack and you think, oh, man, I wish I could go and swap them. But you're just too, them, too yeah. shy to go back down and do it. I, I cannot get it. Get serious. Hey, I'm no. looking for some, yeah. some advice yeah. from you. But make sure the coaches aren't around when you do that, okay? Just, just in case. <laughs> exactly. so, Dalton, congratulations, bro. It's um, it's awesome to see you. Now, I know you've, you've mentioned the fact that um, you, know, you weren't expecting it, but... I suppose in some ways, you know, growing up um, as a rugby player and as a youngster, it must have been a, a childhood dream to become an all-black. Now you're almost the, I know it hasn't sunk in and it will, but it must have been a childhood dream to become an all-black. Oh, of course, that's everyone's dream. You know, everyone talks about making the all-blacks, you know, and um, then being the best team in the world and getting the opportunity to even be named in the team and mm-hmm. going over to the Northern Tour with them. It's, I can't explain it. You know, you can't really put in words. And so, you speak yeah. about your family as well. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I was just, just, you know, being from a Samoan background and, and whatnot, yeah. and then I go to the gym and then some Samoan men are coming up. Where's Where's Dalton Papa Ali from? What's his What's his background? Where's his, um, you know, I mean, because it's fair to say you, you haven't got the um, brown complexion and things like <laughs> yeah, that. Look, yeah. yeah, so yeah, tell us, tell, tell us, I mean, for some of our listeners out there, you know, your, your, your background and, and, and also in particular, how do you, you actually pronounce your name? Because I know, um, you know, during the, the year and, and, you know, some people have sort of got it wrong. So give us a bit yeah. of a background about um, where you're from and, uh, and your family and also, um, you know, the pronunciation of your, of your last name. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so you, you get some Samoan, I'm half sass, and um, I'm also Irish as well from my mum's side. Oh, nice! But um, yeah, it's a bit of a mixture. So, mm-hmm. uh, um, but, yeah, so it comes from my old man. Um, he's uh, but um, my, my grand uh, granddad, he came over to Samoa, and people really couldn't say our last name properly, so he just took the apostrophe out <laughs> and started just writing down just the two eyes without the apostrophe in it. So. Uh, I've gotten to grow up with the uh, with the name that he sort of gave us, Papali, but it's supposed to be pronounced uh, Papali'i yeah, nice. with the apostrophe in. So I probably I probably go with the um, the right pronouncing uh, pronunciation of it. Oh, so Papali'i. Right, yeah, you yeah. Know, Don, I mean, this is the great thing about um, now being on the world stage, as you as you will be. Uh, you get the right to reclaim that family name, yeah. not just for you, but but for your entire family. I think that's a really powerful thing for you to be able to do. Yeah, it is exactly, you know, um, growing up, everyone uh, knew I had a unique last name and um, people always uh, would ask me if I knew someone Papali or someone, you know, Zai Papali, uh, Papali if I was related to him and stuff. So, you know, getting the opportunity to make it on the world stage with my last name, I'm pretty, pretty stoked to, you know, try to get that last name out there and represent it, you know. Yeah. I might not look Samoan, but I get to represent it. So, yeah. Yeah, well, that's right. I don't look like an athlete, but I am too, Dalton. Yeah, exactly. so I, I understand, yeah, exactly. mate. Hey, look, I, I want to talk to you. I, I first um, commentated you playing rugby when you were uh, playing schoolboy rugby, and um, that schoolboy experience with it with a great team as well, Dalton. Did that? How did that help you develop as a player playing for a, for a great first fifteen and what was a, a very good rugby program? Oh, if, if it wasn't for St. Kent's, I wouldn't be where I am at the moment. I owe that school everything, you know. And especially the coach Tyler Veer, like mm. I was growing up playing league my whole life. I was a leaguey. Um, my whole family was uh, were leagueies, and um, played probably one one rep team roller mills, and then got the opportunity to go to St Kent's. So, getting the the development from St Kent's, you know, taught me everything I knew about the sport. You know, taught me the rules, taught me um, all the skills to to make it at this level. You know, so like being in that program and being with the players I've played with, you know. Um, I saw a list um, on TV where Ty, 
um, Ty's, uh, you know, players that he's produced over the yeah. last yeah. couple of years. It's massive, you know, yeah. and looking back, you know, I'm like, I played with, you know, uh, Sita, um, you played with Suliasa Vinavalu, Melvin Storm, you know, mm. Albaviti, you know, and it's big names, you know, you don't really realize mm. that you got to experience that and that they help you with your career too. So, nah, it's been bloody awesome, yeah. You're a Pakaranga boy as well, the Orange Ruffies, and um, I, I guess <laughs> we do need to talk about Auckland season. Um, you qualify top for the semi finals, so you've got a big game against Wellington this week yep. in Dalton. I, I'm assuming you won't be a part of that because you'll be on the road with the All Blacks, but I just want to talk about the, the Auckland season so far and your role within it. We, we know you're a big defensive player. Has that been the job for you this year as far as Tyler Vier, Fido Tiatia are concerned, getting out there making your tackles? Yeah, I've, I've been part of the defensive group and one of the leaders there. So um, me and uh, Sir Ted having a few <laughs> conversations about uh, how the defense works, but whatever he says, I just got to execute. So that's how it is. <laughs> how influential has Ted been in, in that environment? I've, I've sort of speaking to, to Ty on the weekend, he said he's fairly relaxed. Even some of the youngsters said he'd like, uh, he always uh, cracks a bit of a few jokes, albeit they're pretty yeah. dry, but uh <laughs> how, how influential has, has Ted been? I know he's a, he's a great man and he really gets uh, the best out of guys, but um, has he been really good for the environment? Oh, massively. I reckon it's probably the best coaching staff I've been a part of, and oh. especially having him, you know, he's been there, done that. Um, learning off him has been massive, you know, going forward as a player. Um, listen, you know, you sometimes listen to coaches and you dawdle off a couple of times and you you listen in and you uh, fall asleep sometimes. But when he speaks, you shut up and everyone listens, you know. He demands respect, which you give. So, yeah, no, it's been massive from him, yeah. Hey, Dalton, I know you've uh, you've got a busy day ahead of you, uh, mate. All remains for us from all of us here at the Short Ball. We congratulate you, mate. We can't wait to see what you uh, can prove in the black jersey. We hope you get a chance on this tour. But uh, regardless, congratulations on the achievement of just being selected, mate. I know it brings back some memories from my mate next door to me here on the pod. Oh, it certainly does. And it's, on a serious note, um, you know, the one bit of advice I would give, apart from the shoes, get the is, shoes. Is yeah, yeah, go in there and soak it up, man. Enjoy your time, and it's like they always say, man. It's uh, it's your time in the jersey, bro. So enjoy it. Um, I, I've enjoyed watching you play, but now it's just a start, bro. So congratulations, also, and we'll uh, we'll, we'll see you out there. Well, no, I, I, won't, I won't see you out there. You are, but I'll, are you I'll back? Watch him are you back? He's coming back, Dalton. You've inspired him, Dalton Papali'i, <laughs> joining us on the short ball today. Cheers, brother. No, cheers. Thank you. There he is. Oh, a great moment for him. Awesome. Uh, we, we were working together at Eden Park, Battle of the Bridge, <laughs> last weekend, Millsy, and he's a freak show yeah. defensively. And if you wanted a like-for-like like replacement for Sam Kane in terms of his consecutive and dominant tackles, mm. then Dalton Papali'i uh, certainly put his hand up. And uh, he was in a pitch battle, really, with Dylan Hunt, who was mentioned in dispatches and had been given an opportunity in the past. And and I know Dylan would, would have probably been disappointed with his game yeah. uh, on Saturday for – on Sunday, should I say, for Harbour – and uh, through the middle came Dalton and just showed what he can do. I, his presence on the field is quite frightening for a kid that age. Yeah, and um, it's interesting because on Sunday we were, we were thinking that it was going to be a big battle between uh, Keta Ioane and, and Dylan Hunt, right? And this um, and uh, Dalton was just immense. Well, I mean, 
he got Sinbin right in that in that last few minutes. But the enthusiasm, I know he's, he's 21, but he just wanted to get back out it's, there. I know and there's smash. two minutes to go and he I wanted know, to get I was back like, out. Bro, just, just take your time, mate. You don't need to get back. But he just, we wanted to go. I mean, he's made 200 odd tackles. I think missed only like four mm. throughout the season. Mm. But he wanted to get the enthusiasm to get back out there. But what I really love about the way this guy's gone about things, he's, he has. He looks like the player and he's so versatile. He's played six, he can play six, seven, or eight, right? Mm. But he it, it almost reminds me of the young uh, Jerome, right, when he first came on. Uh, on the scene, so and and he's so level-headed. Like um, I was like uh, first time I ever spoke to him was when I interviewed after the game, and he spoke really well. Um, and just the way he went about it, the things he said, and that that speaks a lot of um, yeah. you know, when when you hear guys you know, talk like that, and even now when we're talking to him, um, and some of the things he's saying. So you, you know he's he's energetic. You know he's going to go out there and give it his heart and soul. But also his background, the way the, where he's come from, you know, mm-hmm. a, a league background, and. Mm-hmm. What uh, St. Kent's has done for him and things like that. So, great, great man, and I'm, I'm looking forward to his, um, uh, I suppose, his career uh, evolve. Exactly, producer Tina. How are you today? You're good. You haven't plugged your microphone in, producer Tina. This is going to be an average chat with you today. Oh, you've lost your voice. Oh, okay. oh producer Tina's lost her voice. Okay, we'll come back to you next week, but that'll be two weeks of gossip that we've got to catch up on. So as long as you're prepared for that, please come with notes next time. Wellington will be facing Auckland in the first of the Premiership Finals this weekend, Millsy. It's a Wellington team that loves a run. 17 tries from turnovers this year. No one comes close to Wellington's ability to A, turn the ball over and B, counter-attack to score. Auckland are going to be without Dalton Papa, yeah. uh, which is the real shame. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Happy for him to be selected for the All Blacks, but to lose him at semi-final mm. time when you're, you're on a tear and he's been a major part of that. Yeah. Uh, Wellington will be rubbing their hands together <sighs> thinking that's one less thing we've got to get through yeah. here. But yeah. I, I, Auckland plays some good percentage football, and, and I wonder if they will give Wellington those turnovers to play with. If they don't, you'd have to say they're favourites at Eden Park, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think ball security is going to be huge. Uh, I think challenging... What I've liked about Auckland is the fact that they are holding the, they're holding on to the pill and they're making teams pay for, for their mistakes. And against the Wellington team that, you know, they, they played them in Wellington uh, a few weeks back, they fell off some really soft tackles. But the way that Auckland have actually played, they're um, you know they're a little bit sort of open and things like that. They need to look after it, and, that, yeah. and that's the key. If they don't look after that pill, um, it's all right being you know um, adventurous and trying to get out wide and things like that. But if you don't look after it against a Wellington team like this, they will punish you for it. So yeah. I suspect they will. I think you know leading into that North Harbour game, that North Harbour back three were actually quite lethal. I think they scored four tries off kick return, uh, five tries off kick return throughout mm-hmm. the year. Mm-hmm. But their defensive line was quite good, and their reads. Oh, TJ Fayane for me has has been exceptional. So I, I suspect you know if Auckland, and the other thing I really love about Auckland is how composed they are. I mean, they weren't exactly going forward in their set piece and things, but they just lifted up another notch and they just went another. They shifted another gear. So you know, it's hard not to go past the Aucklanders winning at home. I think their scrum will be the better of Wellington's. It has been all season long. No reason to think it won't be in, in this game. Yeah. And if they even get parity at scrum time, Akita Ioane can turn a bad scrum into a good scrum. Oh, He's man. just got that much ability out of the boot. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, tough game. I, I agree with you on TJ Fani. Him and Tamua Manu have been a great oh, midfield man. for Auckland. They've got Harry Plummer makes good decisions yeah. for a young kid as yeah, well. His kick game's good. been great. And they've got to keep Jackson Garden Bashup out of the game. Yeah. Uh, Garden Bashup, in fact, we'll go through all the semi finals. It's great to see the contrasts in first fives, yeah. and and most semi-finals have a real running ten 
up against a real tactical 10. Yeah. And and it'll be interesting to see which comes out on top. Garden Bishop has taken the line on a lot this season. Yeah. And he probably will against Plummer as well. But you know you've got TJ Fiani there. So you've got Wellington's rush defence led by Matty Proctor trying to look oh, after yeah, TJ Fiani and Samoa yeah. Manu who have really sparked a lot of that attack. If they shut Auckland's midfield down, then you take out guys like Milani Nanai, Jordan Trainer, and Salesi Rayasi, who yeah. scored an absolute ripper on Sunday as well. So it's such a dynamic contest for me, this one. I, I think it's going to be the game of the round yeah. because you've got two teams that have the talent to score a lot of points. Yeah. And given the fact it was close last time these two played, and but for a yellow card to uh, Kafatolu in yeah. that Wellington fixture last up, uh, Wellington may well have snuck the win there. Let's uh, head to the other Premiership semi-final where it's, uh, well, in the old days it was big brother against little brother, but I don't think you can call the muck or little brother these days, and they certainly don't feel that way about it. If someone doesn't die in this game, I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> I mean, you put Luke Romano up against anyone, and he's going to have his old mate White Crockett trying to tackle him. Uh, Romano has been an absolute freak show for uh, Canterbury this year. His carry rate, and he's earned a recall to the All Blacks, albeit through the back door by the virtue of this expanded mm. squad. Um, so, I mean, he'll be happy about that, but still with a point to prove this season, oh, Luke Romano. Man, he is just... I don't know how people get up after what he does. Hey, oh, terrible! I mean, shooter. he's a beast of a man, but he just smashes, oh, throws his body at everything. But you're right; it's uh, the mark. The markers have got so much strike weapons, mm-hmm. so and and they absorb stuff like that. So it's going to take more than uh, just Luke Romano um, being able to physically dominate like that, you know. And so you know they need. Um, uh, uh, I'm thinking of Mitch Drummond. Yeah, Drummond. Uh, Drummond being able to snipe and bringing something. Bringing something extra because you you turn it over to the to the Marco team, yeah, and they just got X Factor right across the park. Yeah, yeah, they do, and a good midfield once again, great fullback and and Will Jordan. But then you've got Bridge on the other side of that equation for Canterbury, uh, and again we've got this battle at first five: Mitch yeah. Hunt against Brett Cameron. Cameron Brett yeah. Cameron, who's uh, bigger surprise to me than Dalton Papali'i. Brett Cameron getting an All Black Guernsey, um, which is great for him. Don't worry, I'm not taking anything away from him, but twenty one years of age. Um, we spoke about him during the season, mm-hmm. how how similar he runs to Richie Moonga, and he's up against a guy like Mitch Hunt, who's probably thinking, "Hey, mm-hmm. hey, am I not good enough?" You look at their tackle stats. Mitch Hunt is tackling at eighty two percent this year for a ten. That's pretty that's, good. Yeah. Whereas Cameron's only reached sixty one percent. There's no surprise to me where they're going at him. Yeah. They're going to go straight at Channel One. Yeah. And it's going to be a tough day at the office for Brett Cameron unless he can make his tackles. But also Tom Christie's going to have to get across and cover. So Canterbury have got those issues to deal with. Yeah. Tasman don't fear Canterbury anymore. I think from a macro point of view, we could get specifics about players in the game and about game plans, but Tasman don't fear Canterbury. And I think in the past they have. Yeah. They've known it was us against the big boys yeah. from down the road, but I, I just don't sense that that's even a factor in the way the muck will think now. No, nah, and that's that's a huge um, mental shift because you do. You mean, when you're, when you're constantly getting dominated by can well if they have in the past, you know, you are already going down there, they've got a mental edge on you and it plays it plays games on your mind. When you have little wee moments in the game when you're thinking you're right in there, but you know they're coming back and you think, Oh far out, that's just got to try and you mm-hmm. I mean not purposely, you kinda of almost give up in some ways. Now they're going you know, with the way they've been playing the last couple of years and the development they've had and, and the and the um the depth they've got they don't have that fear. They're going to go down in a matter sort of, um, you know, what adversity they face on the field. You know, they, they know they can come out of that and, and move to another gear. And that's that, to me, is probably the um, the biggest, you know, 
um, asset that they have got, um, you know, playing against Canterbury. Leo McDonald uh, doesn't want this to be his last week as coach of the Marco either. Of course, he will finish up at the end of the season and join the Blues coaching team. Look, he's done a great job for the Marco, as did Kieran Kane before him, yeah. who was Leon's head coach, and then Leon came through the ranks. I, I just like the way they play, and our colleague Steve Bates, uh, who was on the short ball last weekend, he likes the way that they can change game plan yeah. in game. And he said, if if there's one team that plays like the Crusaders, you'd think it would be Canterbury, but he said it's actually Tasman who now have uh, created this ability and this awareness in the game to either slow it down, absorb the pressure, or to strike real quickly. And uh, to me, I I still think, albeit Auckland qualified top of the table, deservedly so, I still think Tasman are the biggest threat in this competition. Yeah, and you've got to, I mean, if if they end up both playing each other in the final. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. No, Tasman were not. They had a, they had a shocker that night. They played Auckland. Auckland mm-hmm. sort of took them um, to the sword. So, But they are. They, I mean, and, and that's it. When What Bates has spoken about is the fact that they can actually, you know, something's not quite going right. They, they, they go somewhere else. And to have the ability to be, to be able to move to that and the confidence it's it's huge, um, especially given some of their guys are relatively pretty inexperienced, and mm. and, um, and so that there is a, is a big strength to the game. Right, you're on the short ball with Mills and Scotty and producer Tina. We're wrapping up the semi-finals of the Mitre Ten Cup here in New Zealand domestic rugby. Uh, we're going to touch on the All Black Tour squad in just a moment's time as well. But uh, let's move to the championship where Otago lifted the shield last week in one of the greatest defensive efforts I've seen in the last decade. They were men possessed. And here's a story for you today on the short ball. Let me just um, have a drink of water. This this takes a throat clear, this story. <laughs> clear it, bro. <clears throat> Jonah Narecki. All right. The chalk man, as he's known, uh, Otago winger. Ten minutes into the second half, cops a knee straight in the berries. Ooh. Now, we've all been hitting the nuts, and it's it's not a great feeling. My stomach just turned. Yeah, you oh. see that feeling. So, and he goes down, he's, he's hit square on, and uh, right on the end of a nut. And uh, so he's dropped down, he's in a bit of a crumbled heap, regathers himself, gets his composure back, gets back up, and starts to play on. And things are obviously not right, he's laboring a little, and uh, Michael Collins, about five minutes later, says, Jonah, I need you, get in this game, let's go. 
So he continues, Ben hearing me while the coach is upstairs going, something's not right with Jonah. Something's not right. I leave him on for another 10 minutes or so. And then Ben's like, nah, look, there's something not right with him. Let's drag him. So he gets taken off the field, replaced. And then sits down on the bench, as you do. Doesn't really say anything. He's obviously still a bit sore, but that's okay. Anyone who's been chopped in the nuts understands this. So still doesn't say anything. And five minutes to go, Mitchell Scott breaks down, the right wing. So, Jonah, are you good to go? He's like, yeah, I'm good to go. I'll get back out there. Gets back out there, makes a few tackles, does his thing. They lift the shield. Now, this is where things start to get a bit weird for Jonah Narecki and where he joins the legends of Otago rugby. After the game, and these are his words, I went to have a shower and I thought I'd better take my jocks off. Uh, as you do, wow. unless you're a never nude, and we know there are a lot there of never nudes. There are a lot of never nudes, there are a lot of never nudes yeah. in the game these days. So um, upon taking off the jocks, um, he reveals a scrotum the size of a softball. What? And so at this point, he's, well, this isn't right. Better get the doc over here. So he hollered the doctor over and they said, well, that, that's not normal, Jonah, And as we all know. So he gets taken to hospital where he has to undergo surgery. Uh, he had ruptured... A testicle. Oh, now that's not just getting hit in the nuts. That's that's split. That's split, split your sperm bank. Your, your sperm bank. So he's done that, and he's just played on, and he hasn't said anything to anyone. <laughs> and he's gone back on. No, yeah, and he's gone back on. So now he's in the hospital. Now he has major surgery. Uh, but this is where it just gets so good. This story. He gets out of hospital as quickly as he can, rejoins the team, joins the celebration, gets the flight home to Dunedin. The on the next same day. flight? Oh, no, on the same flight as the team. Oh, yeah, on the same flight as the team. And this is even better. So the Otago team have organised with Air New Zealand for the hostess, the stewardess, the cabin crew to make a special announcement. So we understand we've got a special passenger on board, John and Arecki, uh, and we've organised a gift for you. Cave him. A box of scorched almonds, oh, which is so beautiful, so beautiful. Now, he does a radio interview the other day, and I promise this is the end of the story. He does a radio interview the other day with uh, friends of our show, that Radio Hodaki, and he says to them, yeah, boys, it's almost a shame um, I didn't lose a nut, because then I would have been able to tell my kids I lost a nut, but I won the shield. Oh. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with oh. this guy? What about that for a Ramfilly Shield Damn. story? That, that's... No doubt. And so no surprises. The boys are pretty thrilled at the guy's grit, right? And uh, emblematic of, of a gritty performance. But as I said the other day, it just goes to show, if you want to win the Shield, Millsy, you've got to put your balls on the line. Yeah, literally, mate. He literally put his balls Shit. on the line. I mean, so he's okay. Story, he's though. okay, though. He's all stitched up. He, they saved the nut. They saved his scorched armour. But... Again, I mean, <laughs> that now is hitched in a and it's shield folklore. Shield bloody yeah, yeah, that's crazy, it's man. Buck to buck two point oh. Anyway, Otago face uh, Hawks Bay. Hawks Bay beat them at Forsyth Bar last yeah. time these two teams met this season, and it's a great rivalry between those two. So Jonah play- isn't playing, is he? Jonah's well, not. No, no Shield's on the line. Of course, Jonah's he's not, not playing. He's, he's got four to six weeks on the sideline, as you can imagine, when you've got stitches in your testes. So he's he's out, which is a real shame for Otago, by the way. Um, but I, I like this contest. It's going to be open. It's going to be fast. It's going to be running rugby. But I just want to talk. One thing about this game, because uh, Gareth Evans has been also selected in the yep. 19-man tour squad. Yep. I want to talk about that battle on the loose forwards. Because um, Devin Flanders has also been good. But with a focus on Otago, Dylan Nell 
not only leads the team in carries this year, but leads the team in tackles. So he's getting it done both sides of the coin. James Lynches has proven to be Mr. Awesome off the bench. Yeah. Um, they have got Nolly Adawai still in the mix as well. I reckon they have got the toughest loose forward trio going in this competition. They might not be showy. They might not be able to do the athletic things of, of say, a, a, a Via Fafita or some others like an Akira Yuani. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, when they roll the sleeves up, Holy heck. Yeah, and now has probably been the, the, the he's the biggest well he is a contributor and the fact that he can actually it doesn't matter whether he's not tackling he actually influences what happens and being um tough I've, I I wouldn't like admittedly I was shocked when Otago well, won the shield because I didn't actually, I didn't watch it I watched the DL uh, test and I and I was just thinking it's this competition is actually bloody good isn't it like mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't have actually thought, and they struggled for a wee bit there to get back, and all of a sudden, you know, they have um, a home semi. You know, why can't on the other end, they, they start so crap, and then all of a sudden, home semi, like, you know? Yep. I mean, this is what this competition has, has absolutely um, produced. I mean, they go, it doesn't matter whether they're playing guys from the premiership and whatnot, it's just been huge to see. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, every time teams go down to back to Dunedin, you know, I mean, it's, there's something about that roof, isn't it? I love the roof. It's bloody outstanding. Everyone goes down there play running rugby because you know it's going to be. And you've you got to keep up. You wouldn't. Get, you, you never got that back in the day unless it was a 2.30 game. Not right at Carisbrook. Mind you, I and mean, this was the interesting thing about Carisbrook. Everyone says, oh, you'd never get running rugby at Carisbrook. The great running teams in the 90s were Otago teams. Yeah. For some reason, Laurie Main said, don't worry if it's blowing 100 k's from the <laughs> south. We're going to go out there and we're going to throw Just the ball around. Yeah. The likes of Mark Ellis and John Leslie, uh, Bishop. Um, John Timu, Brendan Laney, Jeff Wilson. I mean, these were great teams. Oh, mate, they were mean. Yeah, I agreed. I think Otago will be favourites for this one. Speaking of favourites, uh, Waikato will be a dollar one against the Tanifa, who they beat by 70 points in round-robin play. It pains me to say it. It pains me to say it. Mate. This would be the biggest upset in the history of cup finals and cup playoffs if the Tanifa were to beat Waikato at home. Oh. It would be the biggest upset in the cup era. I think. I like what the Tani Fars have got. I agree too. I, I, I do. I, I think they, they've just started slow. Against Bay of Plenty last week, they started real yeah, slow. They're 29 nil. That's one yeah. stage in that game. Yeah, but they've, they've got the grit to come back. And yep. so two weeks in a row now, yes, they got pumped by, by Waikato. But I just I just think there's more to this Northland side. They've had a couple of um, you know uh, significant injuries, but I think they, those guys are coming back. But uh, I don't know. Well, I'd, need, I'd give him a Rennie, chance. They need Rennie Ranger back, and yeah. hopefully he gets through training this week. Scott Gregory just proved if you give oh. him the ball, he's a freak. That, yeah. sco- that try the Tunnifar scored last weekend, the last try against Bay Plenty, was an absolute show. Here's it. The, the, the shot went over, and then the, the hooter went. The ref called the, the game off. And the weekend against uh, Auckland and North Harbour, same thing happened. Yeah. But we had another two minutes to go, right? Yeah. But Gregory is. Oh, the I don't world's know. against us, mate. No, I th- I give them a shot. I honestly do. I, I think they've had two two you know relatively slow weeks. I think there's enough there to say, man, if they can get that bit of their game together, that right. Yes, I know the Mulus will be hurting, um, but now is a good chance for you know. They, and they're a team that just you know they've got nothing to lose. They've always played like that. And when you go into semi-finals rugby, that's kind of almost the mentality you've got to take in, in, into account when you play someone that's just beaten you by 70-odd points. Zero-sum bet, the championship. That's why I love the championship. In some ways, more than the premiership. You, you miss out on the playoffs in the premiership, but you're not last in the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sweet as. Move Nothing. on. Yeah. But in the championship, you either win it or you're nowhere, yeah. right? So everything is on the line to get that promotion. Yeah. And um, I know Waikato will be pretty fizzed up. 
to put last week in behind him. I know Dwayne Sweeney was really cut up about yeah. the way they played in that game. And they had no Sevier Reese, who was also serving a suspension for an off-field uh, issue that he has been through. Yeah. Finally this week in the Farah Palmer Cup, Melzi, Kenty Berry against Counties. Counties, Manukau. I think the Heat, pound for pound, are the most powerful team in the competition. Aotearoa Mato, holy hecker. Oh, um, she has been bowling people out of the way all season long. And Canterbury are a, are a team that has a little bit more finesse out wide with the likes of Brooker and Anderson than the Heat. Yep. But even so, if Canterbury let that Heat pack start rumbling on them, that is a long day of tackling. I, I, I just can't. Man, those, some of those hits, man. Mm. I'm like, wow. And you're, you're, oh. I'm glad I don't play women's I've got to be careful what I say. I mean, the, 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 the bigger up, you know, the... You pack. can say that. They're rugby players. Oh, Aotearoa is a big person. Oh, don't run it straight, man. Don't, don't have a little sidestep every now and then. I mean, bleh. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Yeah, she's melting people out there. Some oh. of the fans she's put on. <laughs> some of the fans. Oh, man. I swear. Sometimes it's good to be a man. Just so you oh, don't have to play shit, FPC. Yeah. Oh. I still back Canterbury to get the job done no, here. I think, I think Coxedge is too talented. I think their backline, their experience... It's probably going to be too much of a match for counties. They won't fall off like Waikato did last weekend. No. Waikato had that game in the bag and then suddenly just disappeared. Yeah, and that, um, that was disappointing to see that too because um, you know they were all over counties at home last week. Yeah. Um, they, they set the platform up earlier on, but I think for for you know the, down there against Canterbury, Kendra is the key. She always has been. She just brings something different. She's uh, just a, another like. Step ahead of everything, right? And, and her skill set, um, her decision making, and in a key position, and that's—I think—that's the killer blow for counties. Blackfern's given her a nasty nickname too, Kendra. I know. I have. You so can say it. Are we allowed to say it? Well, I, I can't remember the story now, but because otherwise, I would say it. But because rhymes with ginger. Rhymes with ginger. Rhymes, but what starts with N? Not N. Oh. What? P. Pinge? It's not Pinge. Yeah, they've given a... Oh, mate. Gee. Why are they calling her that? Terrible. Those black friends, Black friends, eh? man. They're nasty. Hey, um, Millsy, we're going to wrap up with... Um, I'm going to ask you some short fire questions here. Oh, okay. Okay. You're on the short wall today. We're going to end because the All Blacks are on the plane oh, next yeah. week. Well, how many of them? Where is, they go? Is, is, is some of the 32 of them are on the plane next week and then another 90. So there's 51 in total. That's a lot of All Blacks. Um, and some... Aren't all blacks yet because is it the rule that you're only an all black once you've taken the field? Yeah. Oh, you know this. I've never been an all black, so I'm just making sure. <laughs> so here they go. They've got Australia. They've got Japan. They've got England. They've got Ireland. They've got Italy. It's actually quite a hell of, it's a hell of a tour. It is, mate. I mean, you're going through a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you, and they, these are very simple questions. 51 all blacks on tour. Yes or no? Now that I've read into it, yes. Why? Because 19 are coming home. Okay. After the first test. Second test. So, first test. so here's, what, uh, here's what I need to say about that. I know. Well, what happened to the quick fire? I, <laughs> okay. Who are you most about excited about seeing <laughs> of all the new players? No, no you no. can. Come on, come on. No, no, no. On. I'm not. I, I just, I'm trying to get an inkling here. I mean, I've got my thoughts. Yeah. And I know that there's some people in the public who look at this and go, 51, gee, that's a lot of players. Mm. Um, 
I, I'm just worried. You've been in the All Blacks. Yep. You know what it's like, and you know the demands of touring. So enlighten us on why so many players are needed, why 32 can't get through five games. Yeah. I, I actually thought when I first heard 51, and I was like, I sort of just went over my head thinking, 51? And then, are they actually taking 51? They're taking 51. But when I read what, what was actually happening and the logistics around it, you know, taking guys up there, admittedly, that Japanese test, uh, and all due respect to Japan, yeah, it's great, and it's a great money maker for a, well, I don't know how much they're actually making, but that week they're going into the... <laughs> They go, they go into the, the, the English test. It gives them the week and a half to actually prepare. If those guys mm-hmm. are going out there, and yes, I know there's all the um, talk about you know not giving away jerseys easily and that, but in this case, I'd, I'd have to say, well, okay, they're going over there. 19 guys will play. They'll come home. The rest will kick on a week and a half before. That week and a half is so crucial. Okay, but you agreed to play a test match yeah. against Japan. Yeah. You've known that you've got England the next week. For two years, three years, yeah. Why did you say to Japan we'll play a New Zealand selection? That's a probably New a better way. Yes, yes. Or we'll send a junior All Blacks. Yeah, and I suppose it comes down to uh, the and name, again, right? I'm not taking anything. Yeah, of course it does. So, yeah. you know, we, we've all started to talk about the All Blacks as a brand. Steve Hansen once again brought it up as one of New Zealand's biggest brands the other day. If it's a brand, mm. you know, if you buy a Coca Cola, you get Coca Cola. <laughs> Zero? Well, yeah, but it's well-labeled. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if you don't right. want the sugar in it, they've got another product called Coke Zero or yeah. Coke No Sugar. That's right, yeah. But if you're talking about branding, you get a Coke. Yeah. No, I no, that's fair game. I, I think if they're going to do that, then put a 15 out there and then it, it just says, well, that's the way it is. If I mean, the Japanese, I mean... And that's what it comes down to, right? An All Blacks team, they're going to play All Blacks, they're playing the All Blacks. If you go over there and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it doesn't become as uh, inviting to go, well, the All Black 15, well, where were they? Well, you know. I, I understand all of this. I'm just, this is me. I'm spitballing from, here with you, Melzi. Yeah. I'm just, from, I'm a players, from a player's point of view. I, you're going to go out there and you're going to represent New Zealand. You're going to be an All Black, right? Yeah. And, and that's fair enough. I'm not taking anything away from those guys. Yeah. And, and, and I suppose when the coaches have looked at it, and I've been there before, you know, when you're, preparing for England and those teams over there, you want to take some momentum out of this tour. And that's what he's obviously thinking. To have a whole squad prepare that particular week instead of rocking it on a Sunday or Saturday or whatever it yep. is and then you know easing your way into recovery, usually what you do is you send four or five guys up there. That's not enough. you know. And now I think what he's actually done also is there's no excuse now. You know, if they go up there and they get beat, well, there's no excuse. You've had all the prep in the world, um, but it, it's just such a hard thing to be able to say, you know, well, if we send five guys up there, we don't know how the rest of the guys are going to be. Understood, understood. And it's a big test in England. have got their own problems. Of course, that team will get announced this week as well. Uh, they've got massive issues in the loose forwards. Rob Shaw's injured. Yeah. Vuni Pollard's injured. Uh, you've got Simmons on suspension. Nathan Hughes is not available. Uh, Launchbury's not available. Uh, we've got Joe Marler who announced his retirement only a few weeks ago. So Eddie's got a few problems in the pack. Uh, their back line's going to be strong, yeah. I think, but um, they're going to have to bring in some serious replacements. And and now Eddie Jones has got an issue around who he brings into this test match because you've got a guy ready to go and James Haskell who's been there, done that. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know why he's not, not getting picked. Well, because now what do you do? I mean, it's, it's an all-or-nothing game for Eddie Jones, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's win at all costs. Yeah. Get your most experienced guys on the park. They talked about Ben Morgan getting a surprise oh, record yeah. of number eight after, what, three years in the wilderness. 
I think Freddie Jones, this ain't a development game. Nah, man. This is this is defining for England rugby this game. It'd be interesting to see whether the board have seen it like that as development because Eddie's quite smart. He'd probably go and they go, wow, you know, we've got all these injuries, guys out and stuff, but it can't be. I mean, a full Twickenham, you can't buy a ticket for love nor money. They are expecting the greatest test of the year, hands down. You are not going to play rookies in that game. Well, or is he, is he are saying, you? No, I wouldn't. Far. Or, 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 or is he saying, wait until Six Nations, then we'll show you? Well, you can't keep saying wait until the next thing and then we'll show you. There's only the one wait, thing. Is this the- Wait until the pool round of the Rugby World Cup. <laughs> I don't know. So you're in. You're on board. You're on board with 51. I'm on board from a, player's, from a playing point of view. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I know it's it's cost a heck of a lot. It will cost a heck of a lot of money and a lot of Adidas gear. But Well, you keep telling the new guy to go and get all the shoes. Yeah, but he deserves it. I'm sitting here now, mate. Yeah, how many you've got? Mate. You've got well, Adidas shoes. They're still. When, what love season, a superstar. What eh? season did you pick those up? No, I bought these. You you have not bought shoes for 15 years. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> okay, I didn't buy them. I, exactly. Indirectly, I didn't. I you know I had you know I kind of went in. Yeah. Go hook me up with some Addies. That's it for the short ball today. Enjoy all of the Mitre 10 Cup action, and it's all live and exclusive throughout Asia on RugbyPass.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 